Ladies and gentlemen, what am I saying? You've never done this before. Yeah, I've never done this Welcome uh, is normally how you start the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Pitch About It. Yeah. I'm your co-host, Josh Laskowski, featuring your co-host, Dylan Cork. Hello. I'm here, too, because that's what I do. I be here. I be doing things. I be sitting here. That's what happens. Unfortunately, our guy in the chair is out and about, but he is currently gathering more information for more juicy pitches. At least he got us the room. That the juicy true. room. The juiciest room. In which we are attempting to video record. In question which mark, if we it had works. to kick the previous people out of this room. If we're lucky, they'll show up in the background of this recording. I mean, if we're, we're lucky, they're still back over there doing their homey works. Indeed. I'm actually very excited for this particular pitch because I'm going to ask you, you might not even remember this, but you remember like back in the 70s when they had those Star Wars movies? No. They were my childhood. Your childhood? Yes. In the 70s? Naturally. Okay. I mean, you don't look a day over two, but... Hey, that happens. Those movies were awesome and fantastic, and I had this idea, especially from my friend... That told me the idea, not me. <laughs> that sounds like a great friend, honestly. That what if we made a sequel from those old Star Wars movies? Like, no one's ever done that. Dude, that'd be lit. Like, as lit as the flames that we fan at Liberty. That would be pretty lit. Super lit. So here's my idea. You're going to make a Star Wars movie, and I'm going to make a Star Wars movie, and we both pitch about it. Okay, I'll be back. Yep. <laughs> And I'm back. Excellent. What do you have for us today? I have nothing except for a need for relationship advice with Josh. Honestly, I'm struggling a little bit this week. I was, uh... You know what? I'm going to channel the void on this one. No, you can't. This is only your segment. The void that corners. <laughs> well, I guess I'm well, going down. You don't matter to me. Oh, okay. All right. Is that a tractor? Yeah, it's a tractor. What's <laughs> their tractor? <laughs> that Battlefield came out with their own... Tractors? Uh, Battle Royale, and you can get a tractor and run over people. All right, well, dude, man, that's I, awesome. That's pretty dope. It appeals to my farm life background. The fact that you mentioned your farm life actually is very similar. To a Luke Skywalker who needs relationship advice, don't try to get out of this. That's actually where I was going. Good. You see, if there's one thing that every guy loves, it's being fed food. Hmm. And if a guy likes it, surely a woman wants a guy. I can feed her. Did you know that someone else stumbled upon this exact same idea? His name was Weird Al. Really? And he said that girls, they just want to have lunch. That man was a philosopher. He was. And I put that into practice this week. Yeah? Soon. Very soon. Well, that's the advice. That's it? Cook the girl a meal. That's not what I was going to put into practice. I was just going to go to the rot and be like, hey, here's the crappiest food you've ever eaten, but hey... It's worth it. It was only worth the regular peasant swipe. Well, you Moving. can get a girlfriend. If I'm lucky. Ah. Alright. <laughs> I have a void is working on homework and looking up Steam video games. No, and tractors. And I finished my homework, so I'm going to play The Sims. The Sims. Well, meanwhile... <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, at the pot of casting. Pitch is your pitch. Well, don't call it This is going to be one of my all-time favorite pitches because it is about Star Wars. Naturally. And as far as I'm concerned, now this is podcasting. So. <laughs> I'm upset. I know. But at the same time, I respect you. Thank you. Josh, I have texted you. The opening crawl of my Star Wars pitch. I want you to read it out in the most announcer voice you can. Maybe a 
trailer voice. Mm. As long as you make sure there's music behind me as I read. It's gonna be the best in music. You got blopping right. Okay. <laughs> Get real close to the mic and just blare it out. Star Wars. Now yourself. Be louder. Star Wars Episode 4. I'm really glad there's a spit catcher on this microphone. Catching all the spit. Star Wars Episode 4. Fallen Jedi. The galaxy's at peace. Warrior Luke Skywalker formed a new Jedi Order, and a new Republic has formed since the destruction of the Empire. A new enemy is preparing to strike. A unit of Imperial Reformers have assembled to finish what Vader was chosen to do, bring balance to the Force. After a long hunt on the metropolis planet of Balasasa, the Reformers have cornered Jedi Knight Desan, the man that can lead them to the Jedi Temple. Goes down to bat. Ballot. <laughs> How do you think I come up with any of my Star Wars names? You just hang out. Salsa. I thought you were a writer. Yeah, but only in Spanish, man. Alright. Okay. Open crawl, we're in space as usual. This movie immediately goes down to a planet. As all Star Wars typically do unless there's a spaceship battle going on. This planet is the metropolis planet of Blasasa. Yes. This pitch should be able to make it off of the only Star Wars movies. But I haven't watched them in a while. And I'm not sure if they actually say Anakin is the chosen one in the originals. So if not, I'm have to pull from the prequels. That but if more than five. But other than that, we should be clear. We see a single Jedi running down the streets fleeing from these reformer guys. There's a dude helping him, kind of tricking some of the reformers out of actually catching him, but eventually he gets cornered in an alley. Our antagonist, his name is Corvell. Corvell. Yes. He believes that he must bring balance to the Force like Anakin was intended to. And that's the reason he got these Imperials back together, to take out Jedi. He's a Jedi killer? He's a Jedi killer. Essentially, that's all he is. A Jedi and a Sith killer. As long as there's balance, that's the goal. Mm. So as long as he feels there's an imbalance, he will keep on killing. Balance is key. Balance is key. He's a Thanos. Perfectly balanced. Perfectly balanced. During the battle, Desaad realizes he's going to lose this battle. In the alleyway. Wait, what's his name? Desaad. 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 It's not. Okay. Okay. I was very curious as to what his Desaad. problem is. Desaad. <laughs> From now on, it's Desaad. Desaad. Desaad is sad and realizes that he needs to. That when he drops his lightsaber, he uses a force to kind of push it down the alleyway. Naturally. Is there a conveniently placed sewer? No. Okay. So. Corvell does the classic Vader move of picking him up and choking him to death. Mm-hmm. During that, he's, he says the villainous quote that is as corny as heck as any Star Wars quote should be. And he says, balance is not something that comes naturally. Desaad. It is created, learned, maintained. Mm-hmm. And Desaad goes, let me guess, you're here to man- maintain it? You even have dialogue for this. Oh, yeah, I do. You, like, cranked this out in, like, a day. A day. <laughs> yeah. The sad looks away and then back at Corvell. Corvell realizes I was looking at something, and he looks away where the sad just looked and sees a man picking up the sad's lightsaber. The sad says, I'm glad I have an audience. Watch closely. You'll be my next volunteer. And then he kills the sad. This mysterious man is named Ferris. Ferris makes a run for it immediately. I know that name. That's from something. It is from something. What is that from? Almost all the characters in this pitch are original characters, except for maybe two that are from what is now no longer canon in Star Wars. Oh, the Legends. The Wait, Legends. Ferris is a part of the originals? He's a part of the Legends. Oh, uh, okay. The Legends books. Primarily Jedi Quest and Last of the Jedi. Hmm. 
He was... Good books, look them up. He was once a Jedi apprentice who defected from the Order. Mm-hmm. So this is an older man, maybe 40s, 50s. This is also set about five, ten years after the original trilogy. So after the second Death Star? After the second Death Star and Vader's death. It's five or ten years after. Excellent. So Ferris must decide whether he should leave and warn Luke about this oncoming threat. Or he should stay and try to be remain undetected from this threat completely. Because mm. he doesn't really want to be involved, but he realizes he might have to go do something. There's so, another nuclear laptop behind me. It's fine. So, Ferris decides, because we need plot progression, to gear up and head to, to a nearby spaceport where he left his ship. On his way, an associate of Desaad shows up and is trying to avoid this bounty hunter. She asks him to help him. He's, she's like, hey, this bounty hunter is going to kill me. Can I please just get on your ship so I don't die? Ferris goes, screw you, I'm going home. And he gets in the ship and he leaves. It cuts back to Corvell and he's instructing his men to go find and capture Ferris before he gets back to Luke. All right. Now, Corvell has no idea where this Jedi temple is, which means he needs Ferris to actually go to the Jedi temple. So then he can find Luke and take out those Jedi as well. Because so far he's just randomly been hunting, picking them off one by one. So that is his end goal. His end game is to get there and kill all the Jedi he can, except for maybe one, just to keep the balance. Hmm. I guess Doctor Strange knew about that end game too. Yes. Good to know. Ferris discovers this Jade, the person running from the bounty hunters. Ah, Jade. You just are taking. I did take a couple names, but I didn't actually use the same characters. I just needed names. So Jade, no longer Skywalker, is on his ship. She feels the need to prove her like worthiness to him as like some sort of great skilled pilot or something. Some bad apple. So they move on to head to Yavin Four, where the Jedi Temple is. Okay. It took a while for me to research that. It took me so long to look in the Yavin Four. Took me a while. It's pronounced Yavin, not Yavin. Yeah. Then, foe. <laughs> so, as the plot progress- progresses, this is about Act Two of the movie. The bounty hunter tracking Jade catches up and boards Ferris's ship, and cuts the power and the lights. The ship just cuts everything. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played the Alien Isolation game, or you've heard of it? Yes, I'm aware of it. And powered down ship. Lights are mostly out, and you're being hunted by an alien. Okay. Uh, kind of like Dead Space vibes. Yeah. Okay. This scene in this movie is almost like that. It gives you the same feel. Ferris uses Desaad's lightsaber to give light in the ship, and Jade looks to figure out what she can repair of the ship to get it operational again. Mm-hmm. Ferris is completely focused on finding this bounty hunter. And like any good horror game, you can hear him, but you can't see him. Mm-hmm. And you hear footsteps approaching, but it's a clanging. And there are random clangs around the ship, and he's... Clanks or clanks? Clinks, clanks, and clangs. All the sounds that a metal would make. Then Ferris sees him. IG-88. Because we don't get much bounty huntering other than Boba Fett. We needed someone. I was curious if you were going to do Bosk or IG-88. I was originally going to do Bosk, but I imagined him sneaking on the ship and going... (laughs) It's me... Box. He's got, like, braces on? Yeah, he's got braces and a lisp. Yeah, not intimidating. So, during the battle, Ferris causes more damage to their ship because he's swinging around a lightsaber like a moron. Naturally. Up until this point, all we know is that he's a dude who picked up a lightsaber and he's a friend of this Jedi guy. Okay. He does defeat IG-88. Kills, who knows, but he at least defeats him. Well, he's a droid. That's the convenient thing about exactly. droids. He uses the Force to defeat him as well, and it's at this point when it's revealed to the audience and Jade that this guy was at least a Force user, perhaps Mm -hmm. not a Jedi. Now, this is a part of the story I call story time, because it's just exposition. They're sitting on the ship, doing maintenance, and Jade is like, Ferris, what the heck is up with your Jedi powers? And he's like, hey, listen, I was once a Padawan, I used to serve 
as a Padawan around the time of the Anakin Skywalkers. There was a time I served with Anakin Skywalker. You know, you know that old uh, Vader guy? Yeah, we used to work with him. And I resigned, and then I joined Desaad, and we started a business together on this on this planet. Why? Okay, I, I need to understand. Are there New York aliens? There's only one, and it's it's Ferris. All right. His name's All Ferris. Right. Ferris Olin. Ferris Olin? Olin. He, I bet he, he had a first wife. He had a couple, actually. He had a... a, a That's why I said them. first, because there was wife. a second one. It's obviously Julio Nandez. Oh, boy. But, you know, she died doing what Julio does best. Oh, annoying people. Annoying people, being a spice farmer. <laughs> and then she just she just snorted Corn, a bunch of spice. Pouring waters on people and, and cutting them, their ears up with knives. I saw her shave a guy's ear one time with my knife. Your knife? But that's irrelevant. You were part of the Star Wars, uh, Star Wars continuity. It, 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 you know, I... I don't know what's going on, but how about we continue on we, with Ferris? So Ferris, he started business with Dasad. That's how he knows the guy. And then while they were in business together for a couple years, before the Empire rose to power, they met this kid and they're like, hey kid, you, you're force sensitive. You got, some, you got some gifts there. How about we uh, train you? I mean, it's not this modest thing, but we should at least help you use these powers. Naturally. We can X-Men this. And the kid is like, hey, I'm on board. And then the Empire rises to power. Vader finds this kid. Vader and Palpy find this kid and they're like, hey, we're going to train you too, because we're going to secretly train you, because why not? You got the powers. So he's training in the dark arts, the dark arts of the force. And then he, uh, he realizes there's a benefit to both sides. He's like, I can use the light and the dark side. Well, when the Empire fell, Luke did discover about this trainee Padawan guy of the Sith. And he's like, hey, I don't really care either way on either side. And Luke's like, sweet, it's balanced anyway. I just killed all the Sith, so we're all cool. He's like, sweet, we're all cool. Well, here's the problem. Luke promised him that there would be balance, and then Luke trained like a thousand other guys. What a moron. So, the kid, this kid now calls himself Corvell. He's the antagonist, if you didn't already pick that up from obvious hints. Naturally. So, this is when we go to Act 3, which I call Uh Uh-oh. 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 Back to normal voice, because no more exposition. No. That's the exposition voice, by the way. Okay. From now on. <laughs> this. So what you're shooting for, essentially, is, like, balance the force truly means, like, in the literal sense of balance. Yes, the so amount of people using either side. The reason why Luke Skywalker is a bad guy, in his eyes, is the fact that there is no balance, because There's it's just There's only light. the light, yes. Understood. I like that. So, we understand his objectives, but, I mean, he's still wrong. We still have to stop this guy. So, the Reformers, which is what I'm calling this new group of Imperial guys, who are ragtag. Are they still, like, repping Stormtrooper gear, or...? Let's say, like, cobbled together Stormtrooper gear. Okay. Like, imagine them, like, Stormtroopers that joined the Rebellion. So, like, dirty uniforms, not yeah. wearing helmets. Or maybe one's wearing half a helmet if he's lucky. I won't tell you which half. He's just wearing like a little circle on top of his head. He's wearing like a up, to, up to like a nose. His nose is covered. Yeah. So because this is the uh-oh part, because these reformers, their cruiser comes out of hyperspace about this time. And it's right in front of Ferris's ship, and they do the classic thing of bringing him on board the ship. Instead of shooting them out of the air, because yeah. why not? Why would you do Yeah, the classic villain stuff. Corvell decides to interrogate this Ferris guy. And he's like, hey, I'll let you off the hook. I won't kill you because you're not really a Jedi or anything. You know the Force, but you're not really practicing anything. Mm -hmm. So who cares? I'll let you off the hook, but you gotta show me where the rest of the Jedi are. And Ferris is like, nah, I'm good. He uses the Force to take Dasad's saber from Corvell's belt because Corvell stole it from him. And he uses that to fight his way back to his ship. He has to save Jade, of course, because, of course, they captured her, too. Naturally. On the way out, they head to their ship. Their ship gets blown up. They're like, great, i got to find another ship. So they have a big battle on the, on the cruiser. And in the end, they just basically run to another ship, because that's what you do in these scenarios. And they get on their ship, and they escape. Corvell goes, I have to make a call. He doesn't say it that way because there are calls in Star Wars. I have to make a holographic transmission, okay? Yeah, that sounds a little wordy. 
I have to make a phone call. There we go. I have to get all my Bluetooth, my AirPods, and make a call. So, he goes and he talks to this guy he terms his advisor about the escaped Jedi. And the advisor says, just follow them. You didn't need to kill them anyway. Right. So, the final maybe 20 minutes of the movie, Ferris makes it to Yavin 4. Peasant. I'm just educated, and I don't want you to sound like a dweeb. I found like the fact. I want to sound like the biggest dweeb to everyone. You don't understand. Well, only dweebs don't know Star Wars planetary knowledge or the geographical locations. But what did you know about Mustapola's Massa? Unfortunately, I know what you're trying to say, and I don't know if I want to be insulted or disappointed in myself. A little bit of both. All right. So, Ferris meets up with Luke at this new council, and Luke. And he warns Luke about the coming danger. There's a bonding between him and Luke because Luke's like, hey, you knew my dad. Tell me about my dad that I killed. He's like, kill him. He murdered him in cold blood. (laughs) And then said, sorry, dad, let me hold a funeral for you and burn your corpse. That was a pretty emotional corpse burning. I mean, that was the greatest musical time in the background of a corpse burning. So, naturally, because we need a final battle in this movie, the Reformers arrive. And they are basically even matched. It's like Order 66, but it's an evenly matched Order 66 of Jedi versus these Stormtroopers. Because balance. Because balance. That's all the movie is. It's just balance. Nobody ever wins because it's just balance the entire time. It's like, you get a punch, okay, I punched you, now you get a punch me, okay, here we're even. I shot you with a blaster, he'll let you cinch my shoulder with your saber, alright. It's just, you know, you just gotta be fair. It's fair. So, Ferris and Luke are on the front lines of this battle. With Luke, he has an apprentice. Now, his apprentice's name is Jexter. Jexter. How do you think I spelled Jexter? Is this a reference to Dexter Jetster? Maybe. (laughs) I'm... Moving on. I will tell you what he looks like. <laughs> Eventually, Corvell isolates the three of them and takes them all on at once. He's just that powerful. Corvell kills Jexter because we just needed to kill someone important. So he literally shows up for 10 minutes. No, he shows like, up for more than 10 minutes. I work with Luke Skywalker. He's like, oh boy, I'm so excited to be here. He's, he's the Tom Holland of the group. Actually, we'll get Tom Holland to play him. We'll get Tom Holland. Just, oh boy, I'm so excited to be here with my mates and making making a movie about killing myself in Star Wars. Dead. So he kills Jexter. And when this happens, Luke goes into a rage and just starts beating the crap out of Corvell. But his anger also makes him less disciplined. Which means Corvell, because he's more balanced, ha, <laughs> gets the upper hand. At least long enough for him to escape. Because he realizes as long as Luke is in this rage, he can't possibly beat him. So, wrapping it up, the final scene we get is just that Luke and Ferris are the last Jedi that remain. Interesting. The end of the first of a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Now, the rest of the trilogy I didn't outline as well. Well, we I have to get the first movie to be successful. Exactly. That's why I made it a nice, coherent little story. Indeed. The other movies, episode, what would it be, five? Five, six. Five and six would focus on Ferris, Luke and Ferris striking back, hint, hint, against the reformers. And episode six would be about... Um, them finding out about this advisor. This advisor is actually a, like a Loki character. He's more interesting. He is the villain behind it all, but he's not powerful in the Force at all. He just simply manipulates everything into okay. his favor. So you're pitching almost a reverse of the original trilogy. Exactly. That's pretty interesting. This guy, no power. He just likes manipulating things, and he's just convinced uh, Corvell that. This is the best way to do it. Interesting. And eventually Han Solo does show up to join the battle. And Luke dies in the last episode. Spoilers. Yeah, I'm not spoiled at all. Dang it. Now Lucas can't take my idea because I spoiled it. Hey. Rip. There we go. So that is my ideal Star Wars sequel. For sequel? For sequel. That's a pre-sequel. Interesting. Not really. I have questions. Okay, do go on. Tell me, will we have John Williams doing the score? 
Actually, we're gonna get Hans Zimmer. <laughs> Why? Because we're just gonna make this dark as we can. So you're making the Man of Steel version of Star Wars. This is Man of Steel Star Wars. All right. Actually, that's pretty much right up your alley. I oh, know. We'll get Zack Snyder. Just kidding. You dare speak his name in my presence. We'll get Scott Snyder to direct. Scott Snyder, I trust him. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. Writer of the Batman comic books. Oh. Court of Owls. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he's great. We'll get him. Now, questions as usual. Too Most of the time we ask important questions like yeah. about context and content. But. I just want to let everybody know that that uh, was about me dropping my water bottle because I don't feel like cutting this out later. Go on. Laziness is a powerful ally. That's actually a quote in this movie. I actually just left it out. You're just like, the ship is like on fire. And they're like, why didn't you fix the ship, Ferris? And he's just like, laziness is a powerful ally. Yeah, he's also like the grizzled old detective guy that just doesn't want to be there. <laughs> he's the Han Solo of this trilogy. Now, color lightsaber. For who? Everyone. Okay. Luke does make a reappearance. Luke naturally still has his green saber. Naturally. Ferris, because it's already a green saber taken, has a blue. Okay. The only creative one we get is Corbell, this dark Jedi hunter. He has an orange slash yellow, somewhere in between. I always preferred that color. Because he, he, he hasn't chosen a side. He's balanced. Exactly. Now, I'm not sure if you're aware, but they, in the Star Wars Rebels show, yeah. or a I, bunch of different There's no things. other things but the originals, yeah. remember? I'm educated in things you know not of. Don't talk the dark text to me, wizard. I, too, am cursed with knowledge. You're my only curse. <laughs> But I'm misquoting every quote I can say. <laughs> it's a good day. But they use a white lightsaber to represent, like a, a Ronin-esque Jedi. Yeah. yeah, that's a lame. You're sticking with your orange? Orange is awesome. I I, we haven't seen it yet. I think. At least not in the movies of awesome. So that is the Fallen Jedi sequel trilogy. The so trilogy, if you will. This... I'm oddly fascinated because the void has been very silent today. It's because he's doing homework. In this void. I don't know when to butt in or how to butt in. Just bring your butt and put it in. Just shove the butt in there. All right. Well, you gotta remember to flip us off if you wanna. I don't full well my capabilities. So you know you're capable of flipping people <laughs> off. Why don't you tell the audience what you currently are doing? I am controlling. Purple Man and a one on how to go to college. AKA Sims. Snims? Sims, yeah. I'll never understand what these void bringers do in their spare time, but. Josh, can you display some of. Did you know? The Sim language and how it sounds really quickly for us. Uh, I'm uneducated in their tongue, but I yeah. believe it sounds something along the lines of. It's not rough Russian, but thank you. That. Saka the Wah. I have a fun fact for you this week. Very close. I actually oh. think I've heard that one before. You <laughs> are hiding your talents from the rest of the group. Shall I tell you this fun fact of awesome about Void people? Void people, do tell. The Void people are an interesting group of people, but when they play The Sims, what they're actually doing is controlling individuals in reality. Yeah. I think this is somewhere in Kansas, actually. What purple people are in Kansas? Exactly. Florida man paints himself purple and runs to Kansas. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a pitch for us as well on I the Star Wars sequels. I was distracted by that woman. The fact that we're here in the library and she was like flinging her backpack like a nunchuck. It just caught my eye. She knows the dark arts. 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 Ocelots. The dark ocelots. <laughs> So you, you mentioned that your episode is 10 years after Return of the Jedi. Approximately 10 years. Now, if I had to make it today and we have no time travel capabilities to fix this, I would have to replace the great Mark Hamill with another great actor, but not as great. One Sebastian Stan. He's the only option. That's the only choice I have. And if he dies out, then we're just done. We can't even make these. Wow. Because that's... That's on here. Sebastian Stan will have to do. 
even if we have to 3D model him in, we get we might have to. Not 3D model Mark Hamill younger, no. but 3D model. Because <laughs> he just looks like Steve Jobs. I've never actually thought of that. Have you ever true. played Battlefront? Any of them? He just looks like Steve Jobs. <laughs> so you're saying how do we cast yes. a young old audience? Yes. Because if Harrison Ford shows up, we can't have Harrison Ford. No, we can still have him. Just slap He's a brown wig on him. <laughs> He's immortal. It doesn't matter. And Carrie Fisher's already dead, so... What? Yeah. How am I just not hearing about this? Well, I hate to spoil it, but, uh... Are you... Are you... Are you manually putting tears on your no! face? No! <laughs> Moving on. I have a pitch of my own Yes! Today. I'm just gonna leave these here for the rest of the episode so you're just laughing. <laughs> okay. Yes, I have an episode as well. Yes. Do pitch about it. I do pitch about it. Pitch about it. All right. Pitch a boot. Mine is also roughly right after Return of the Jedi. Mine would not be 10 years, maybe only two or three. Okay. Um, you know what? Why don't you nope. read it off? Nope. Give us a solid voice. Here, hold on. Let me turn on the music real quick. <clears throat> Les Star Wars <laughs> Episode 4 The New Age Return of the Croissant <laughs> Return of the Croissant <laughs> The Empire is destroyed A massive power vacuum is consuming the galaxy The Galactic Republic is seeking to establish itself while simultaneously balancing balancing, ooh, battling with a powerful sect of the former empire called the Remnant. <laughs> While the aftermath of the Galactic Civil War continues, Luke Skywalker <laughs> Luke Skywalker struggles to establish the next generation of Jedi. <laughs> and to find out of the direction of his own destiny and the galaxy. Wow, you wrote a lot. Wasn't that all? Oh, is that what you're cutting? Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say, because there's a lot more. <laughs> you wanted, yeah, that's a lot. More. <laughs> oh boy, I'm looking at the audio and it just bites so high. Ah. Uh. Enjoy that for your ears later. So, Star Wars, episode four. I, you know, the Empire's massive, so... How massive? I mean, it controls the galaxy. Okay. So, to just sweep away the Galactic Empire as just no more would be ridiculous. So, um, I'm emphasizing three big players that are, like, currently fighting over the galaxy. Three mafia heads? Three mafia heads. Do they talk like this? No, I'm not doing exposition yet. Okay. First and foremost, the New Republic, or okay. the Galactic Republic, however you want to name it. The Planetary Republic. <laughs> they're small. They're getting their start. We're, we're making our way up. We're going to be a bi-planet. The Tri-Planetary Republic. There's just three planets, yes. So... The current general of the New Republic is Admiral Akbar, or General Akbar. Or Admiral, it's a trap Akbar. Yes. Can we possibly repel this kind of firepower? I do believe so. For those of you who forget who Admiral Akbar is, he is the giant fish puppet that is in command of the rebel fleet in Return of the Jedi. And he's a man who says, and I quote, it is a trap. He's a legendary man. The internet has made him a king. The king of all the galaxy, if we're lucky. Well, that is why he's in charge of the New Republic. Naturally. Similarly to what you're doing, I want to emphasize the fact that since the rebels are now becoming more organized, they're actually becoming more deadly and more drastic. And 
they become extremists. They're becoming a, a little bit more on the extreme side. Okay. However, the people they're fighting, as previously mentioned by my French announcer, the remnant is the strongest like portion that of the empire that is still in charge. Um, the remnant is in is led by Dallin Raver. Dallin. Dallin. A raver. Raver. Did he go to race? He, was he Dylan Dallin and around? He probably used to get lit, but see, he was a royal guard that protected Emperor Palpatine. So one of those red boys. One of those red guys that just stood there with a pointy stick. While Luke just hacked him. They just straight left, yeah. He's in charge of the Empire. He is basically like the Empire is still the Empire. Um, all of the people of the Remnant would probably still have very similar Stormtrooper gear. And these two factions aren't duking it out. Both sides are quickly showing that neither of them are worthy of controlling the galaxy. So I want to introduce another faction. Before you do, let's clarify the current factions. So simply just Extremist Rebellion and Raggy Taggy Empire what's left. Indeed. Okay. Great summing up. You're welcome. The last major player is what I'm coining as the New Age led by Grand Admiral Thrawn. For those of you who don't know who he is, he's a part of Port Legends. He's part of Portugal. Oh, he's he's a part of my home country. Indeed. Because I am culturally ambiguous. It's true. Guess where I'm from. Not America, that's for darn sure. Yeah, that's very true. We don't even know where you are. I'm in this room with you right now. Oh, that's very true. Well, but Grand Admiral Thran, Thran, I can't speak. Of okay, him. so you're gonna come at me with Yabed, and you're gonna go Grand Admiral Thran. <laughs> My southern roots are showing up. Grand Admiral Thran. Could that be your <laughs> For those of you who are uneducated on who Grand Admiral Thran is. He is an alien that worked for the Galactic Empire back in the days of Darth Vader. Darth Vader? You see, he was a very unique Imperial officer due to the fact that he was an alien. You see, the Empires only liked uh, white people. Why? Oh, they were racist. They liked human white people. They were racists. And, and so having... <laughs> they were space racists. They were space racists. If I'm not mistaken, that's the entire premise of they the They aliens, what you're telling me. Basically. So the fact that there's this blue boy running Imperial Stormtroopers caught people's interest. Interesting. However, that's irrelevant because, you know, he works for the Empire. Now the Empire's blown up. It's all gone. I must say, sir, that your uh, vocabulary is uh, increasing. It's all blown it up. Sucks. Blown it up. They blown up the Death Star. Twice. 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 So, Grand Admiral Thrawn is in charge of this new age. And he has Imperial supporters, but he's trying to establish a middle ground, so to speak. It still has Imperial roots. Balance, if you will. If you will, if you gotta use such terms. Oh, dude, I'm using your water bottle now, by the way. Alright, that's gross. Yeah, it's empty. This woman is walking through the bubble dorm in her undies. <laughs> that woman is a woman of ill repute. She's a free wow. spirit. I can't believe that uh, my co-host has such great terms. You're going to have to make this an explicit episode. <laughs> Boy. Because I said undies? <laughs> <laughs> And you broke me. Side note, can we please have, anytime we have an explicit episode, just start every episode with explicit content. Well, no, I had an audio clip. Yeah, I can. boy, turn away now. So there's these three major players all trying to control the galaxy. And the big plot point is the fact that all of them are trying to appeal to the one person the galaxy acknowledges, Luke Skywalker. But where is Luke? Oh, we're doing this no. for the first time ever. No, no one else has ever done this, no. as we know. No. Luke Skywalker is on Galvin, ironically. Hey, that was my idea. Training. I took it straight out of a book somewhere. Yes. 
training his first generation of Jedi apprentices. Oh, Jedi boopity bops. Um, I I had this idea of getting like a spunky woman, like a really strong female lead. You mean like a Jade, perhaps? From uh, my pitch, I was actually thinking, um, Taryn Marwarn. That almost sounds like a real name, but you might as well just replace it with Julio Nandez because that's probably a more accurate. It's probably more accurate. So Julio is working with Luke Skywalker. This okay. is like the esteemed apprentice. The Galactic Republic shows up, and they're like, "Luke, we want you to join our cause." And he's like, "Hmm, I sense too much anger in you." Naturally. And, of course, he doesn't want to work with the Remnant, because that's the Empire. Because they're called the Remnant. Exactly. Such stupid name. Such lame It's like names. the Resistance, or like something stupid, like, something like, like First Order. <laughs> yes. But the majority of the film is following Luke Skywalker, yes. as he is trying to find someone that's worthy of his time. He ends up communicating with the Grand Admiral Thrawn. And realizing that he is the middle path and the closest option we have to finding true peace in the galaxy. Naturally. Um, Julio, his apprentice, is naturally questioning Luke's methods every step of the way. And sooner or later, she will fall. If this turns into a trilogy, that could be a whole other movie. Like, she will fall as in, like, trip and maybe injure her leg, or... She will fall to the dark side. Oh. That seems only natural. Her name's Nandez. Indeed. Julio Nandez. Darth Nandez. That sounds actually <laughs> not horrible. Hey, it's a Darth Nandez. You better watch out for Darth Nandez. He'll cut off your arms. The arms. Throw them in the river. River boy, immediately. <laughs> I don't know why the accent. <laughs> like, that's that didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I hope I can cut that, but at the same time, that's so beautiful <laughs> that it needs to stay. So, so the majority of the questions, questions that I want you to help me with. No. Is where are the original heroes? Because this is. I was going to ask you that exact same question. Naturally, Luke is meandering about. He is the protagonist of the movie, and we're going to fall in him. I want Leia Solo, Leia Solo. So they are together now. Officially. Yes. They're married, they're doing their thing. That's what married people do. They're married, they're doing their (laughs) thing. They're doing their thing. Hmm. And so she, because she's already royalty, and because she served with General Akbar, she's already on that. She's side. already on the Republic. I was side. going to suggest that exact same thing, but to cause a little more dysfunctionality, Chewbacca works for the Remnant. I was going to say Chewbacca, but that works too. I was going to say Han Solo himself has joined the Remnant. Why though? Because. He likes their moxie. He just feels like they've got something. They've got the rebellion attitude he likes. Hmm. You know, he's a smuggler boy. He likes this getting in difficult situations and causing a ruckus. Well, if Han's with the Remnant, then obviously Chewbacca would. Naturally. Life debt. That's how it works. Maybe Lando is working with Thrawn. But probably not. That'd be a little insane. No. But he's a classy boy, so I feel like he'd be working with Thrawn. Thrawn, Thrawn is a, also a classy boy. Also, no matter when this movie's set, we're getting Childish Gambino as Lando. Yes, he was in a movie. It doesn't matter. Not because we've ever seen that before, but because it'd be such a great idea. I just think, yeah. Genuinely, it just, like, I think we just had one of those weird, like, mind sharing it was like a group hallucination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Event yeah. That actually happened. Is that, like, a void sickness side effect? Yeah. I like them all the time. They're hit at parties, man. I bet they are. I poof up and it's just like. Whoa. Dude, you void bringers. That is awesome. I just flip my fingies and I see a me movie. A me movie? A me movie. A me Is that a movie about yourself? Hey, you guys want to watch a me <laughs> Okay. So we have Leia. We've got a dysfunctionality, like a exactly. separation in the group. Now, here is one other thing that I'm wanting to push. What? Leia is no Jedi, but she is becoming more Force-sensitive. So she's basically X-Men'd her way through this now. Perhaps. She's learning her powers slowly. Mm, yeah, like but I was thinking without about... Without the training. Or right. is she being she, trained? 
like Luke tried to show her some pointers and got frustrated because like oh it's like almost a younger sibling thing where you're like I'm trying to show you how to play this game but you suck and exactly. like I'm trying to encourage you but you keep on just failing exactly I'm not talking about personal experience but I am talking about personal experience mm-hmm. so the the pushing plot pushing plot that's pushing like, plot can that be the name of a movie like the right second act pushing plot pushing plot we'll do that as a pitch as well pushing plot oh <laughs> by the second act the like Leia obviously like has been able to see Luke struggle with his anger so like because Luke is curious about the new age Leia is starting to become convinced that he's turning to the dark side again oh dear so again she, well that was a big like idea for Return yes. of the Jedi so again so for she, the first time again for the first time again she does the whole line in the sand moment and she's like I, if you're not for me you're against me it's me with the new age <laughs> yes and then she does the same thing to Han naturally eventually I'm thinking that rather than having Han and Chewie go straight to the terrorists like they ter- I guess <laughs> the, the remnant are terrorists That's sweet they should have joined them <laughs> Han and Chewie are like, yeah, what are we going to do? You know, Han and Chewie, let me backtrack. Lando should join the terrorists. Why? Because I just want Lando somewhere. I definitely actually had him. <laughs> we have him with the terrorists. And you know those scenes in like the, Incre- the original Incredibles where like Mr. Incredible and Frozone go out without their wives knowing and do some superhero stuff? Yeah. That's what Han and Lando do every once in a while. Behind let's smuggle back. just for old times. Let's smuggle. Oh man, we're doing a terrorist thing and smuggle, smuggling for terrorists. Oh well, she finds out that becomes an issue, but it gets settled better than her and Luke. Yes. So Lando is indebted to the remnant. How about that? Because he was doing. He something. gambled too much with them. He, he did some sketch things. He got a new ship. He finally got the Falcon back, and then gambled it right back off again. Exactly. Yeah, sounds good. I'm on board. Any uh, other questions? The majority of casting. Casting. Obviously, we couldn't do old man Mark because he's old. We've got Sebastian Stan. Just take so him from my set and every once in a while. Never can borrow him. I would suggest Peter Dinklage as a porg. There aren't porgs in this movie. What's a porg? I don't know what a porg is. Is that like a plug-in? Is that like a... I don't know. Is it like... I'll interview a Sith Lord that's a midget and it's Peter Dinklage. You mean Sith porg? A Sith porg? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we okay. call the dink ledge. Dolph dink. If you have to edit it because I said midget, then short person. It's okay. We have one on the and podcast. His name is Joshua Laskowski. <laughs> oh, we need you, to get a man that gets a short person. <laughs> yeah, I gave him times so you can cut. He decides not to, but no, I can't be won't. It's just going to be me. Short person. <laughs> That's going to be the final sound you hear at the end of the episode. Short person. Short person. Okay. That's all your questions? It was a straightforward pitch. Well, you know how I feel about being straightforward. Mm. Now, let me ask you a more important question. Since mine has a lot more original characters Indeed. and less people we can kind of recast, who are we casting for, my guys? What oh, kind of- oh, I had this idea. Did you? You, you might, might not know, like, I have ever heard of the name, but for Jade, what if we got, she's actually like a Broadway actress. She, like, okay. had never been in a live action film. But look up the name Daisy Ridley. Ooh. Oh, oh let me look that up. Okay. I know Yeah. Like, she's super. I type in Daisy Ridley, and the first results are Daisy Ridley, boyfriend? Question mark? Daisy Ridley. Mevis? Why is that the first thing in your Daisy search history? Daisy Ridley, 2018. These are all, I've never searched Daisy Ridley. This is all just what came up in Bing, Bing by the way. Bing, this is why I still use Bing? Rewards, man, rewards. I, I think I paid for this equipment now. Oh, Daisy Ridley could work perfectly for this role. She seems like the kind of girl who could show up and just automatically know how to do what she needs to do. Indeed. And do it well. Yeah. I came up with a good actor for the guy I was trying to think of earlier for you. I gotta find his name. Find his name. Find his name. Yes, we were very short on time. We just need these two. That's it. We don't need anybody else. Colin Farrell. 
Colin Farrell's wife is the first nipple. Oh, yeah, he'd be perfect. Yep, I like that. Colin Farrell. He's an actor, and he's not... I don't know how much I can turn this on. A good side character. Ah, I recognize the face. I don't know why, though. Colin Farrell will be the official cast member for this one. Now, now that Josh has finished reading his important emails with all red text... Indeed. Would you like to close us out of this episode of Pitch Pitchy Boys? Boys Pitches. On Pitchy Boys. <laughs> it's about, it's a, it's a baseball podcast. It's called Pitchy Boys. Little Pitchy Boys. Right. Stop being a little pitchy boy. All right. Watch out, DJ. You're becoming a pitchy boy. Oh, no. Your, Your voice, voice is changing. Pitchy. You're becoming a pitchy boy. Wow. Oh, no. This is a good, that's a good way. Now go. No, go. Thanks, guys, for listening. Okay. I'm going to get this smooth one in. Thank you guys so much for listening today. We mentioned two different pitches at one time, so share us your thoughts. Which one did you like more? Which one sucked? Which one did you like less? Let's just emphasize the fact that you commented on our podcast. How do you do this? You can do that through many different ways. Write us a review. You could. Give us five stars. Or don't. Do one of those two things. Or you can follow us on Instagram at pitchaboutit, one word. Pitchy, pitchy boys. Thank, Thank you so, so much, much for listening. listening. Have a fantastic life. If you're lucky. By the way, do you know what I never said once? You get your money when you fix Stop. That's routine. Yeah, that's good. That's a that's a good pitch, you boys. Did you stop it? No. Don't stop it. Don't stop it. Cause I want to see what comes out of these moments. Okay, so yeah, my all red email just says all CGL slash RS meeting April thirtieth, six p.m. Specific room will be given at later date. Trip to North Carolina April twenty seventh, all day event. Please block this date off in your calendars and request the date off from work, etc. I will give you details. Ooh, so details. There are two massive events that I don't have to set up that I have no information on. Sounds good. Don't let it interfere with our work. Because our work comes first. Well, I may have to take off from work, etc. I didn't hear what you said at all. I'll be 100% honest. I don't You want to see my PowerPoint? I put a lot of work into it. Yes, I want to see this PowerPoint. It's a pretty good PowerPoint, honestly. Yeah. It's on my I just wanted to see the mic shoot up. That was fun. Sheep! <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Thanks. I'm stopping this. Stop it now. Three, two, one. I already stopped it. Uh, Shut up.